On today's episode of Marketing O'Clock, we talked about exact match and how it is now fully exact-ish. How Instagram caused an uproar. That everything now is fake. And Greg talked about famous sports players. Oh, and Jess used Alexa to order an LOL surprise glam glitter series doll with seven surprises. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on December 28th, 2018. Remember, you can catch us live without a net Fridays on YouTube in the morning or you can consume us via your favorite podcasting player. And don't forget to follow along with us in our show notes. You can just head over to marketingclock.com for all the links from today's articles. All right. First up this week, we were surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't say pleased. I'd no. just say surprised when we had hopped into our Bing Ads accounts and got a little notification from Bing Ads. And that notification says, the exact match close variance update in line with the industry where Expanding our close variants starting in the U.S. to include Im- implied words, synonyms, same search intent, and paraphrases. And so let's take it back a little bit. This is all from search marketing ads. So if you are buying ads on search engines, you've traditionally, and I say traditionally loosely because let's say pre-2014 and post 2014. So previously you could buy an exact term and say, I'm only going to buy this specific mug term and you would only show for that. And then in 2014, Google had released the fact that people may be looking for a plural version of your product or misspellings. So they add that in. So it wasn't really exact at that time. Then in 2017, Google said, well, let's change that word order around and maybe some function words as well. So that you could say, well, I've got the the word chocolate milk, and this is what everybody says. I'm just repeating it. (laughs) And they could switch those words of chocolate and milk to say milk chocolate. And everybody's up in arms. Milk chocolate's not the same as chocolate milk. It's not. Uh, No, duh. And so that (laughs) happened in 2017. And so here in September of 2018, this third phase has, has rolled out by Google. And this was the fact There could be same search intent, paraphrasing, or even implied words. So it took this this exact, exact, you know, (laughs) matching and really kind of twisted it around into all different types of of advertising. And so from us search marketers, we have to be really diligent on looking at negative terms and making sure Mm -hmm. that things make sense. I was just looking at one of the accounts that we we have together, Jess. And (laughs) a, a good example of this matching is that we have uh, an exact match for a magician in New York City, a uh, magician New York City, let's say. And it had matched to say, this is, again, an exact match, saying, magic show, NYC. No. And it's not a show. It, you know, it's a, one is hiring. So it, it, it has many benefits by catching misspellings and some other terms that we might not have in there. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not exact match. So this is rolled out to Bing. And what Bing says about this is, Exact match triggers your ad and exact words your ads keywords appear in the customer search's journey. It can also match search queries that are minor variations of the words that are considered close variations. 
These can include singular, plural, abbreviations, misspellings, punctuations, accents, stemming and from, from reordered words. So look for the new dubbed Exactish by Ginny Marvin over at Search Engine Land to be in your Bing Ads account today. Yay. Yay. I've just been sitting here, for those of you listening and not watching, just shaking my head this whole time. I want to go back quickly to the very first thing that you said, that Bing said. In line with the industry, we're expanding close, exact match to close variants. When I read that, I believe my exact quote was more like in line with garbage. <laughs> Why you don't, you don't have to do something just because everybody else is doing it. I, I think it's probably nice from a management standpoint to be able to know that on both platforms, Google and Bing, you need to look out for the same thing. But like, why are you doing this? Just because everyone else is? I don't like that. I mean, I, I see why they're doing it because the the biggest <laughs> search giant did it. But I think this was their time to like take a stand and say, yeah. hey, we're changing exact match to being our custom match, you know, whatever. And we have something new that nobody else has, exact actual exact match like that would have been cool that, that was their time brilliant. to strike is to be like hey everything will import now we just call it custom match it's it's a little different in, in the nomenclature between google ads and bing ads and we got a whole new product but no it's mm. just everything is is exact but nothing is exact sigh sigh lay sigh okay, okay. jess you look a little <laughs> fired up over there i'm very fired up <laughs> yesterday I can't even. We were discussing this earlier. This isn't even news because it changed so quickly, but it's news for that reason. So yesterday it was an absolute disaster on Instagram for like a minute. And this actually, the news came first via my husband. So shout out to Chris Budd. He got an update on his phone and he was complaining to me and begging to me, of course, because we are experts in this field. Like, what do I do to change this? And how do I fix it? I'm like, what are you even talking about? And I went on the internet and there was one article at that time that was 20 minutes fresh and the headline read, Instagram completely changes how its feed works. Now, before we get into everything else that happened after this, did you get this update, Greg? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> did you even care? <laughs> no, I didn't care. Because <laughs> I, I didn't care. get it either, but people were upset. The whole so internet caught on fire. Can you... Can you Talk about what the update was and why it was different. Yes, I should do that because maybe not everybody knows. Um, so you go on Instagram, right, and you're used to a feed that scrolls vertically. And you just go through and you can look at all the posts. This update changed that vertical scroll to a horizontal scroll. And it wasn't even a scroll. You had to tap. So it was kind of like, and they, they likened it to their stories feature, which was hugely successful. And that's why they were testing this and yada, yada. And you had to tap through all of the posts to get to the next one in your quote feed. The annoying thing about this in our experience here at the office was that you couldn't, not only did you have to tap to get to the next post, but if somebody had multiple images, you had to tap through all of them, even if you didn't want to see them to get to the next thing. So we were a little upset about it. I don't, I'm looking at Hope over there because <laughs> she was at the lunch table with me getting real, real fired up about this. She got the update. I didn't. Well, I, j just, just a note too, that this was confirmed that this was just a test and Instagram has actually had this mm -hmm. test out for a, a decent amount of time to select people. Um, this was a yeah. complete error. It wasn't like an actual meaning, meaningful change that they had intended to have happen. So that it just the test went too far and they were called it back i think within like under an hour right yes and okay. and and by too far their exact statement and i quote 
the test went out to a few orders of magnitude, more people than intended. <laughs> I mean, almost the entire internet got this and people were mad. They were tweeting there. Let's see. Uh, what Do the I, heck Instagram have you been drinking? Was a tweet I saw. Can I say a fun fact about yes. orders of magnitude? Yes. I didn't know specifically what orders of magnitude were. I kind of loosely know. Do you know the actual definition of orders of magnitude? Actual definition? No. How, how, what's one order of magnitude more than 10? So many more than 10. What, so what's, what's two orders of magnitude over 10? I'm going to go with 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you just move the decimal over two. So that's oh. it. There's two orders of magnitude. That'd be 1,000. Okay. Yeah, so I was close. 50,000. Yeah, 1, so multiple 000. orders of magnitude. That's a lot. That's, that's yeah. thousands of more people. No, In fact, maybe, maybe you can learn something on this show. <laughs> so, yeah, so people were upset. And then Instagram, yeah, retracted really, really quickly. They took it back, I guess, if you will, um, after the internet quote exploded is what a lot of the other headlines said. But, yeah, again, uh, this was a tweet from the head of Instagram that I just want to read because it's really, really fun. That was supposed to be a very small test that went broad by accident. Should be fixed now. If you're still seeing it, simply restart the app. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I I don't, don't think the tapping thing makes any kind of sense. Obviously, that seems like just bad UI. Yeah. So good thing that that went back. I mean, being able to scroll down at just your own leisure until you feel sick and disgusted with yourself mm -hmm. and then closing the app seems a lot better. I mean, tapping... You really have to be like, yeah, I really, like that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And I was fully prepared to like hypothesize what this is going to mean for ads and everything, but they already took it away. I guess I would say that successful test. <laughs> Nobody likes it. They're not going to do it. I hope. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, for ads, I think that's something that's, that's interesting. I mean, you have to tap on the stories now mm -hmm. and then you get ads and you don't know they're coming necessarily. So that could be something, you know, if there is some sort of tappable item down the road, I guess, to, to have ads. My favorite tweet about this was um, from somebody called at Trivia Stigma. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, us, please, chronological timelines. Insta, what? Insta stories? Us. No, 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 no. Chronological timelines. Insta. Did you mean IGTV? <laughs> us. No. Chronological timelines. Insta. Oh, you want to scroll horizontally. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. It was a beautiful, dramatic reading. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was also that. a beautiful tweet at Trivia Stigma. Okay. And just we have the pleasure. I mean, you and I were millennials. I'm an elder millennial. You're a, norm, a normie millennial. Thank you. And we also have an iGen slash Gen Z Hope on our team here <laughs> who runs a soundboard. So we've got a new segment here because I hear that Gen Z loves tapping through stories. So we're going to a new segment here called give us hope hope what did you think about the tappable instagram update it was probably the worst update in the history of updates you wow. heard it here first folks the worst update in the history of <laughs> updates the kids don't like it no and if, if you if you guys were a fly on the wall yesterday a girl was much more upset she's happy now because it's it's reverted but she was on fire yesterday all right <laughs> Is that it? Are we done talking about Instagram? You want to talk about something else that's, that's super it. annoying? Let's talk about something else. All right. Next up, the headline is Dirty Dealing in the $175 Billion Amazon Marketplace. And this is an article that we encourage you guys to read. It's a really, really fun read, uh, basically about the nasty, nasty world that 
is Amazon, which I didn't realize because everyone just thinks Amazon's so lovely. But there's a lot of crap slinging. Crap slinger. Yeah. I, wow. I had to not I like swear. that. Wasn't that your high school nickname? Crap slinger. Crap slinger. No? It is now. <laughs> okay. People are going to start calling me that. Thank you. It sounds like, it, it sounds like Brett Favre, like some, some, like a gunslinger, you Ooh, know, just like, but, but except somebody that throws interceptions. So, you know, I don't know if you know what those are. Interception? It's yeah. like a football thing. Yeah, it yeah. is. Correct. Is it when you catch it? Ah, it's like the other team. Right. They intercepted it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sports guys. So I think that might be in Buffalo. That'd be the Nathan Peterman, the crap slinger. Throws a lot of t- passes, just all to the other team. I don't know. Okay, and that's Greg with sports. Yeah. So back to who Amazon. Who's the first person you said? Uh, Brett Favre. I knew who that was. I don't know who this Nathan Peters is. Yeah, he sends a, uh, Brett Favre's in headlines for uh, inappropriate stuff. So. Oh, crap slinging. Um, wasn't slinging crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up later. I'm going to bang it. Um, back to Amazon. Yeah, this article starts out with a quote that says, sellers are more worried about a case being opened on Amazon than an actual court, which is terrifying. And apparently if you're caught being bad on Amazon, the appeals process is like nearly impossible to navigate. You can't get in touch with a human. Some guy like flew from China and lived in a car and like hung out in front of the office just to get to interact with a human. And they ended up giving him the same phone number that he could have got on the internet for support, which also doesn't help you. So this is a really good article. You should read it. But the the important takeaways, I guess, for marketers and people listening here is that, A, if this happens to you, if you have money and patience, there's an entire industry of people popping up that are kind of like lawyers, but they're Amazon terms of service people that can help you. Um, bigger, bigger thing, though, people, the crap slinging that I was referring to is like competitors or companies trying to take down their competitors by buying right. fake reviews for yeah. their people, their Ab- competitors. Absolutely. It reminded me of, of, at least in the digital marketing industry and, and, and search in general, that this is kind of like this negative SEO play yes. where you're out there and you're like, hey, it's bad to buy links. You know what? I'm going to go buy links for my competitor. And mm-hmm. this is something that – and, and I, was, I felt terrible reading the intro paragraph yeah. of this where there's somebody selling scopes for, for rifles or something like that and woke up and got all these good reviews. I'm like, oh, wait, these, these look fishy. And then boom, it's like your store is down. And it works. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, this is something to be careful for. And they're probably, after this, this article has happened, going to be um, some better stops that, that Amazon's going to have. I hope can, so. Yeah. I don't know. But we talked about last week about the fake reviews too. Mm-hmm. Amazon takes this stuff super seriously and there is like again the kind of friendly fire that, that's happening here to these people that are having these attacks down on them, and it's sad. It's sad that that's who we are as yeah. human beings. I would Merry not Christmas. call it friendly. <laughs> Happy holidays from Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's really really sad. The other thing too that that Scopes guy that you just referenced, it also said in the article that he noticed that these reviews were fake, and he reported them to Amazon and said, "Please take these down." And they did, and then they still got him for a violation. And and I I. There's examples in here that are hilarious. People are getting splinters, and so on. You know, picture frames they're being deemed unsafe. Products are being taken down. It's a nasty, nasty world. It's a great article, actually. It's really, really interesting, and there's some good stuff in there. So, all right, and that brings us to this week's lightning round. First up, let's keep it with Amazon. (laughs) Amazon says Alexa voice shopping tripled during the 2018 holiday season. And on Wednesday, the, obviously, the number of uses of the personal assistant Alexa uh, 
for shopping specifically were three times greater than there was last season. This to me, I just love this. Whenever Apple or anybody comes out with like a new iPhone, like this iPhone, the best iPhone ever. And they always have like some stupid dramatic <laughs> sentence like that. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah, oh, it, it, there was barely voice shopping last year. Of course it's more. But yeah. anyway, it's up three, three times, which to me seem re- actually low. 3X that? Yeah. I mean, but they didn't give any numbers, right? I mean, it could have been one person last year and three. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I just assumed Which last year. Which would be low, to your point. I just assumed last year <laughs> that it, there was like 10 people. So <laughs> in my head, it's just 30 and not even an order of magnitude. I was going to say that. You stole my joke. What, the, what? Just real quick, my favorite toy that they talked about in this article is the LOL Surprise Glam Glitter Series Doll with Seven Surprises. That was the best-selling product with Voice Search this year, and that was the whole name of the product. See, I think that's a kid just being like, hey, Alexa, I want the Glam Glitter Series doll. That's what my kids do. They throw chocolate chips on the shopping list. They're like, hey, Google, put chocolate <laughs> chips on the shopping list. I'm like, no, Google, don't. I'm like, take that off. And then Google can't take things off the shopping list. What? So I'm like, I got to go there. And then they started putting all these weird words. They're like, hey, Google, put blah, 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 blah. And then I can't take it off. I have to go to the web app. So I think that they're just kids in these glam glitter series seven dolls or doll with seven surprises or whatever <laughs> maybe and that's why it's lol surprise mom and dad i bought myself a christmas gift <sighs> amazing all right this one comes to us from mobilepaymentstoday.com which is my favorite new url but uh good stats adobe analytics says that mobile holiday shopping hit a record sales of 33.3 billion dollars by december 19th so not even the whole holiday season they also said that online sales with in-store pickup rose 47% since last year. So I guess mobile's here to stay. Get your mobile experience right if it's not. I'm just going to call out mobile payments today here because the numbers seem seem very, very wrong. <laughs> Shopping on mobile devices surge is 50% was on smartphones, but... I don't know, 8.3% on tablets, and then it represented 58.3% of overall site visits. Do you not know what a site visit is in mobile payments today? Because that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So, hey, mobile payments today, you're out of here. I I want to see some some stats here. (laughs) Okay. These are the stats. They're blowing my mind. I don't know. I, I, how are you? I, okay. You're going to have to look for yourself. Click through your show notes and, and let me know <laughs> if I'm just crazy. I don't think you are. All right. And next up, let's just keep going with some of the fake stuff here. And it is from New York Magazine. And the article is called, How Much of the Internet is Fake? And the answer is apparently everything. <laughs> That's what we've been learning here. But there was a, this really affects the ad industry as well. And and I'm just going to read read a, a quick paragraph from here. I know this is a lightning round, but yeah. it's it's a slow week. And so they said, digital avatar, advertisers tend to want two things, people to look at their ads and premium websites, i.e. established and legitimate publications on which to host them. The two schemes at the issue in the case dubbed Methbot <laughs> and Threve by security researchers who found them fake both. Hucksters infected 1.7 million computers with malware that remotely directed traffic to spoofed websites that were designed for bot traffic that served up a video ad from one of the programmatic ad exchanges. So basically people thought they're getting like really prime time um, ads and, and video units on big time sites. They're paying a premium for it. And then Methbot and Threve, these <laughs> malware things, 
basically got all these fake views and empty impressions, let's call them. And to me, this is one of the, the major flaws of just CPM bidding in general. If you don't know what CPM bidding is, it's cost per milli or cost per thousand, and you're only buying per impression. And so when we talked about, what, two, a week ago, two weeks ago, how Google's coming out with their pay-for-conversion model, mm-hmm. that's why we're so excited is because who cares how many impressions you have many times, right? Like if you have branding campaigns and all that, but if you're looking for some performance, you can't really fake revenue, sales, and, and, and I mean, you can fake some conversions, but I just thought that this was really interesting, really pertinent to advertisers mm-hmm. in general. And then they went on to just talk about the fact that, on, that only 60% of the traffic <laughs> on the internet is human real traffic. Um, and then for a brief period of time in 2013, that a full half of YouTube traffic was bots masquerading as people. That's my favorite phrase in the history of the planet. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, again, it's something to to say, don't just look at your top-level numbers. See what's working. Make sure any of your ads, anything that's going on is actually moving a needle that matters. Like, that's what the moral of the story and the takeaway that Mm -hmm. I had was was from it, is that do what works. Can I get an amen? Amen. And shout out to uh, New York Magazine for excellent writing. Great word choice. Hucksters. Are we... We're doing it. Doing it? It's time for this week's WTH. Smackdown. (laughs) And this week (laughs) is actually all kind of revolving around a LinkedIn post. Mm -hmm. And it was called out in the Wall Street Journal. But basically, the CEO of a of a of a CPG media brands company called um, Innovative, uh, Matt Baxter, had talked about Facebook and had some pretty strong words for Facebook and for his clients, surprisingly. And he said, "It's about time we take a collective stand against the egregious behavior of Facebook. Every time these sorts of stories surface, they assure us that they are trying harder. Enough is enough." I will be advising clients to stay off the platform entirely. Hopefully, when they feel the pain of lost advertising dollars, things might just change. All right, Matt, get, get off your soapbox and high horse there. Like, uh, to me, I, I, I was very surprised that somebody would be saying that. And not only just from an ad standpoint, but from the fact that you have to stay off entirely. Like, hey, you can't even be on Instagram. Like, that's nope. it's. It was very surprising. There was a lot of pushback that, or, or backtracking that we'll get to in a minute. But um, I, I was just that was a WTH moment for me to say just stay off the platform entirely. Yeah, and WTH also because they listed some of his clients in this article, and they are big brands. And if I was their competitor and I knew they were being advised not to be on Facebook, I'd be all over that. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be so on that platform that Facebook would feel the lift yeah. of all my money. Yeah. And I'll find a, a, a secondary story about this, but one of the clients um, had commented on the LinkedIn post, the client that was public. So I'll say it, mm-hmm. it's Lego. It was one of the clients and they're running lots of Facebook ads and they had agreed with them. And it's like, well, what, what is going on here? Like, I understand <laughs> It seems like that's just really cringy because mm-hmm. you can have your own personal feelings, but you shouldn't let that get in the way of your clients' success, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like this is this grandstanding that, that, that is just a cringe fest. So, yeah. And um, I predict if Lego is going off Facebook, 2019 is the year of Duplo. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you know the Duplo owns Legos? No. Yeah, it's what? just a, for big, bigger or littler kids. Fine, Mega Blocks then. Mega Blocks. <laughs> Moving in 2019. All right, hang on. I'm just gonna go to buy some uh, Mega Block shares here. <laughs> oh wow, they're cheap. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Are they okay. even still a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Um, this article too, I really liked. There was an analyst in there. I didn't write her name down, so I'm sorry, but it's in the show notes. She called Facebook catnip for advertisers, which I really liked. A, because I like cats, but also it's true. Like, how do you not, even though they're doing all these nasty things, how do, how do we not, there's so many options for us as advertisers on this platform. Yeah, and I got confused by that because I don't have cats. <laughs> I used to live with cats, and I don't really know what they were doing with that catnip. <laughs> like, they'd kind of eat, eat and like spaz out a little bit. I never really got catnip. What is it? Can you explain catnip to it's me? It's some sort of herb, and there's like a human version of it, too, that I always get wrong, so I'm not even going to try, but it's oh, like something you oh, put in oh. tea. Human nip. Human <laughs> <laughs> Yes, official term. I don't know. It's so, I'll, I'll find it. But um, yeah, I think it just it gets them like really excited and, and almost high. I feel like some cats it's hallucinogenic for, but I, I believe that I read that it, not, it doesn't affect all cats that way, but it gets them hyped up. So do your cats like catnip? My cats love catnip. They okay. love Facebook advertising. Okay. There you go. Keep them away. Little marketer cats. (laughs) Okay. Anything else for the WTH here? I don't know. No. Oh, yes. Yes. I have something else. So clearly this poor guy does not listen to our podcast because he called out Facebook for their uh, allowing message access to third-party advertisers. But if he listened to Marketing O'Clock, we talked about this, I think it was last week, that you know people opted into that. That's something that they agreed to allow happen. So right. At all this guy should read. All that egregious behavior <laughs> that, that had – or just for, for Facebook and the news in general, mm. that what he was commenting on, it was originally it's like a repurposed version of that New York Times article you're talking about. Um, that is, is was actually not the issue. The bigger issue is like the data being used incorrectly by Cambridge Analytica. So right. um, that was all opt-in stuff, dude. That's not even catnip. Get right. <laughs> all right. And that brings us to this week's cool tool. And this week's cool tool. <laughs> I don't have a sound for that. Yeah, we can, oh, I like that. <clears throat> Sounds like a fan. Um, so this week, it there was a blog post on Cloudflare. And this is from, let me grab his name. I don't have it here, but we'll have it in the show notes so you, you can take a look. But it's chipping away at the issue of a slow TTFB. And TTFB is the time to first bite. And what it means is when the server has first gotten that information and basically the thought is, hey, if you have a slow first t- time to first bite, everything else is going to be slow because that's the nature of the game. That's the first thing that's loaded. Makes sense. And so Cloudflare had come up with a, um, a new WordPress plugin that can help basically um, edge caching with to, to speed the process up for that time to first bite, which will hopefully make everything speedier. And um, it is, it's on GitHub, the uh, the plugin, and you can see it in this article here. But basically, the, the message in the article said, if the first byte is slow, every mm-hmm. other metric will also be slow. Improving it is one of the few cases where you can predict what the impact will be on every other me- measurement. Every millisecond improvement on the time to first byte translates directly into a millisecond of savings in every other measurement. 
So I saw a few people that had gotten access to this and installed it and saw a drop, I think a, a pretty significant drop in that time to first bite. Um, and they also have a, um, a webpagetest.org, I believe it is, where you can we can check it out and see your time to first bite. Um, but check it out. You, there is a cost associated with with, um, with Cloudflare, I believe, in this plugin. I think for $5, you can get up to 10 million requests. That's but something cheap. to take a look at if you've got some speed issues. And the guy's name, just so no one has to look it up, Patrick Meenan. Thanks, Patrick. Got it for you. Okay. And that brings us to this week's must-read marketing article of the week, an article so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in full here on the show. And this week's episode comes from C. Quan Ong, and it is called Marketing Funnels for Beginners, a Comprehensive Guide. And this is found on the A. Ruff's site. And what I really liked about this article was that it was very detailed, but it also showed some tangible tips that were used specifically within the company itself. So you could see, hey, this is how it's being done. Many times when we talk about marketing funnels with clients, we have to explain it. We kind of start right over their heads. Mm -hmm. So if you are trying to explain like, hey, this is why content matters. This is why we need to have more elements to, to bring people in and, and then bring them out at the, at the end of the day. Um, I think it's just a great look at funnels in general. And then the juxtaposition of this article with the actual data and how they've been using it is just so helpful because it kind of comes full circle around that. So it's a great article. Thank you, C. And we appreciate that. And you can find it in our show notes today. And that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch all the content from today's show on marketingclock.com or in the descriptions below. And please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Heck, where we don't talk anything marketing, we just shoot the heck. And just this week, I've got a new segment for you. I can't wait. It's called Get Rid of It. Yes! You're the judge, yes. jury, and executioner. Okay. I'm going to make an argument, and you need to decide if we are going to get rid of it. Okay. And I I'm might slam the table. I'm clearly biased, because I'm the plaintiff. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't mean, know how law works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for these to be get gotten rid of. Okay, and first up, armored cars. Here's my argument: Why do we need armored cars? They're big. They're clunky. Who uses cash? Why are we driving cash with guns up and down the expressway? That seems like a huge waste <laughs> of time and money and fossil fuels. Armored cars. Get rid of it. No, I will not get rid of it because they are a huge, important device in action movies. And if we get rid of them in reality, we can't have them in action movies. And then what is Bruce Willis going to do? Okay, that's a good point. I, I didn't think of that of point. It. Yeah, I okay. don't care about real life. I care about film. Maybe it could be like a Bitcoin car. It, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Just drives around on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the blockchain. Yeah. All right, next up. Hoodies with short sleeves. <laughs> what? I keep getting ads for 
hoodies and then it's got short sleeves and that's not what hoodies are meant to be hoodies are meant to be warm they're meant to be comfortable the only person allowed to wear short sleeves with a hoodie is bill belichick a sports coach and i think it looks insanely stupid when you have a hoodie with short sleeves it's probably fashion hope can probably educate us on that but i think we get rid of hoodies with short sleeves i agree with you except my dad in the 90s looked like Mel Gibson and he used to have one and it was like <laughs> cut off sleeves and he looked amazing. And so as long as we can keep them in the past, because I want to remember my dad that way, he was a phenomenal fashionista. Other than that, yes, slam the table, get rid of it. Okay. I like that. I like that. You're very uh, impartial. <laughs> okay. Next up, Samsung running a lot of commercials. I don't know if you see any of the commercials. Nope. Um, I've got Sling recently and I, I see a bunch of, of Samsung commercials and they end everything with their new tagline, Samsung, comma, do what you can't. And I hate it. Every time I see it, it gets me aggravated. I'm like, I start whining. I'm like, why would you want to do something you can't do? I think <laughs> Samsung needs to get rid of their slogan, do what you can't. That just doesn't make any sense. I, don't, I understand you want to do a lot of things that you can't do, right? Like, I want to fly. That'd be sweet. But it's, well, you should do my it. Samsung TV is not going to... No, I can't. You buy a Samsung TV and <laughs> go fly it. That doesn't get rid of it. That makes absolutely no sense and it has nothing to do with electronics and I don't like it. Get it out of here. All right, my first, my first win there. All right, mm-hmm. I'm feeling frisky here. Okay, next up, <clears throat> this is going to be very controversial. I doubt and it, and I know that I'm going up against you, and you're biased. Ooh, okay, but I'm still going to put this out there anyway. Go, gift certificates. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> I hate gift certificates. I and it's not because of people or it's the gift. It's because I am terrible at using gift certificates. That's I the always point. forget. I know, I know, but I don't want them. Gift certificates, get rid of them. I don't use them right. I always forget that I have them and then they expire and I just don't want gift certificates. They should be banished from the land. No, so we, okay, if you want to go on a technicality, get rid of gift certificates and stick with gift cards because they can be reloaded, but I guess gift certificates can be recycled, but that's not your point. And I will not get rid of them because as a business owner, you have no idea how many gift cards I sell and they get gifted to people like you and I get the money and I get to keep the product because they never bring them back and use That's them. That's why I say get rid of them. No, it's <laughs> genius for business. It's evil perhaps, but, you know, bah humbug. Keep wow. them. All right. See, I knew, I knew that was going to be an uphill battle. <laughs> okay. You lost. Now, these are, are, are I think you're, we're going to be in agreement here. Hotels. You go up the floors and there is no 13th floor on any hotel ever. Mm-hmm. It goes from 12 to 14. I say get rid of it. It is so terrible. <laughs> it's so dumb that we're that superstitious and we can't yes. have a 13th floor. Yes. And then like think about it. You're like, oh, I'm a firefighter. There's something out there and I got to go up to the 14th floor. And you're like, wait, I got to do the math here. Is 14th <laughs> floor really the 13th floor or is there a 13th floor? The whole no 13th floor in hotels Get rid of it. Yeah, I agree. Get rid of it because there really still is a 13th floor. You can't just call some, you can't do what you can't. Okay. This isn't Samsung <laughs> hotels. Okay. You no, absolutely not. And also get yourself a 13th floor, sell it to ghost hunters, do like a promotion and make a ton of extra money. Like be the first hotel to have a 13th floor. And that is like a PR move. I, You're going to have so much money. I can't believe we're that stupid to be like, Hey, 
there's no 13th floor here and I'm on the 14th floor and be like, no, you're on the 13th floor and the 15th floor is the 13th floor. And it's also so incredibly dumb that we can do this as a society. Yeah. Cause okay. you know what? They still keep the seventh floor and some people don't like seven. Last up. Reselling police cars. Get rid of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm always on the highway and I see a car come up and it's got that dumb spotlight on it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to slow down. And they're like, moseying slowly along past me and I look and it's like some guy smoking a cigarette with like a kid in the back and it's like an old police car with the seal stripped off of the side. I hate it. Get rid of police car resale. No, I love it and I'm going to bring up my dad again because his theory is always you see one of those cars or just any car with a huge antenna that's like too big for its britches. Look at the guy. He's always wearing a baseball hat and it's always a man. No women are ever driving these cars, sexist or not. It's a fact. Look at check it out on the road but no do not get rid of it because it's so fun like these people are having a good time driving around pretending to be cops at the speed limit i love it pretending to be cops you're supposed to be upholding the law what yeah you're the judge oh me yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but i'm corrupt because i (laughs) (laughs) i rule you out of order (laughs) you're in contempt of court i don't know if i knew how to drive like a sports car i would love to be in an old police that would be so badass sports car it's like a like a 1997 crown victoria i love a good crown victoria that's what the men in black drove in the original film new men in black coming out in 2019 also public service (laughs) you you heard it here first (laughs) all right that does it for the honorable (laughs) miss bud and myself we'll see you next week goodbye